Ooh, this is new. King of Diamond. Oh, oh that's shit. a new thing. Somewhere protected. All right. <clears throat> there are places in this city that ordinary people will never go. Places far removed from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. These are the halls of the rich and powerful. Those with money and influence to change the world who choose not to. These people are not your friend. Uh, here the hero is confronted by someone in a position of power. Someone cold, corrupt, but untouchable, at least for now. Uh, this person will do everything they can to interfere with the hero's plans and hold them back from helping people in need until the hero can find a way to stop them. Uh, uh, when you arrive here, perform the following actions that draw a new card. So, uh, uh, for the city, we need to describe a scene for the hero. Uh, this place is opulent, decorated with obvious displays of power and luxury. And how does it stand out in contrast to the rest of the city? So, this is in the industrial district. So, who's the rich and powerful person here who, who's abusing their, their wealth and authority, do you think, Jonathan? Hmm. This is an interesting one. Yeah, okay, so the way I imagine it, the industrial district is kind of like along a waterway, right? Whether this city is on the coast or whether it borders like a major river or something, uh, there, there are boats bringing things in. And so whoever controls the ports controls essentially like the gateway to commerce for the entire city. And I can totally see like some kind of shadowy uh, group uh, of, of people who have control of or very, uh, you know, they do not want to relinquish control. They're covetous over it. Yeah, uh, may, may, maybe this is the same, uh, the same uh, group, the same company that's trying to buy out the steel mill. Yeah, totally. They're trying to get a monopoly. <gasps> How an American is that? <clears throat> um, Teddy Roosevelt yeah. approves of this message. <laughs> so, so I think they they have. Uh, kind of a shadowy underground, not literally underground, but like it, it's it's built just like a regular warehouse, you know? Um, but if you go through the right door and you say the right things to the right guard at that door, uh, then you're led in to this like hidden from the public eye, like opulent uh, ballroom-esque kind of area where they hold their monthly meetings. And, uh, John, in your investigations, you've managed to gain entry to this place under some either disguise or through sheer force of will. I like the idea that, that, that John was invited here to, to like, so that they could make him an offer. To broker a deal. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. All right. So, basically, they want to get a monopoly by basically trying to buy him out for the steel mill and stuff? Yep. All right, well... I'm going to say that John, uh, being a simple man, understands that it's a lot of money, but he's not a man who's about money, so he's going to turn them down. All right. So, uh, so Harry, um, yes. uh, using the suit of the card, which is the diamonds, uh, describe the person who lives here, what corrupt deed they've done to attract the hero's attention, and why the hero can't stop them yet. So, and because we're in diamonds, it, this is someone with great wealth and status. Okay. Uh, I need a last name. Okay. Um, me. Whitaker? Whitaker works. So, um, Michael Mac Whitaker is basically the person that Jonathan has described. He has managed to gain ownership of most, if not all, of the ports in Liberty City. 
and it is generally well known if like you manage to look into it that um like he did this through some pretty shady underhanded dealings these were not right. above board business dealings this is very clearly like oh like you know he sent people around to people's houses and threatened them sort of thing um so let's see so obviously the thing that they've done to attract attention is that they are trying to buy out the steel mill uh and in doing so also purchase sort of several of the land that the steel mill sits on which would give them a much bigger control over the entire industrial area um the reason why you can't stop them is mostly because as i've said he owns most of the ports into liberty city and even small delays that he could very easily bring about would be disastrous for local economies uh, if he decides to, like, really, you know, if he really wants to go that way. Of course, this would absolutely, like, you know, ruin him financially. It would do problems for him financially, but he's got the, the wealth and the resources to weather that storm, as it were. But most of the people working in his docks would not. And so you realize that if you were to directly make a move against him, he could very easily cause a lot of people to lose their jobs. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I can't directly move against him, so all I can do really is just turn him down while, you know, making it clear that, you know, uh, I'm not interested in a buyout, but I'm not going to do anything to oppose, like, I'm not going to take anything away from him, but I'm not going to bend down for him either. Yeah. All right. So make a note of this guy's name in your... Uh, in your journal as an enemy, Chris, uh, and write Michael... down what they've done to the city. Okay, Michael Max Sullivan and Harry, just to reiterate, what was it he did exactly? Uh, basically, buy up most of the port of the city through some very underhanded dealings. Also, I like Sullivan as a last name a bit better, so I'll be keeping, I'll be changing that. Hmm. Okay. All right. So as long as uh, Michael Max Sullivan is undealt with, uh, he will be attempting to uh, hinder your actions in the industrial district. Um, oh boy! And reducing your, your the number of dice you get to roll there by one until uh, you uh, manage to to find a way to oust. Got it. All right. Next card. Oh, okay. Queen of Clubs is so that's the. Somewhere uh, personal. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. The hero has responsibilities to the city, yes, but they also have a life of their own. There is a person behind the mask, and that person has friends, loved ones, and people that count on them. This moment, you find yourself in one, one of those moments with someone you care about, someone who knows the real you. Okay. So, with clubs, uh, so we're going to describe someone in the downtown that's connected to John's uh, family or upbringing. Hmm. Okay, uh, and they live uh, downtown, you said. Okay. Yeah, it's a scene in downtown, so that's uh, that's me and Jonathan are, are going to do that. Okay. So, Jonathan, do you have any ideas for, for who this person might be? Yeah, this is interesting because we haven't uh, established anything about um, John Sampson's family life. Um, yep. But if he's meeting them downtown, that suggests it's maybe something a little more informal. But it, there's still someone who knows something about him, and maybe know him uh, intimately. Does the suit limit like what sort of person he's meeting? Yes. 
Yes. Uh, so clubs is specifically uh, a member of the fam. Okay. Um, oh, okay. That is interesting. That's good to know. Yeah. So, so it's related to the family or upbringing. So, uh, I I think that maybe John has a has an older sister. Okay. Nice. Uh, who? Uh, Jane uh, Sanson. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I feel like like maybe uh this is like um uh maybe you actually meet at the at the the greasy spoon okay your favorite mm-hmm. yeah cause, well cause it's because she knows it's your favorite yeah she knows i love my flapjacks yeah um uh yeah so the um uh yeah i i'll so so jane uh just uh you know says uh um, so John, I, I hear you're, you're plenty busy with, uh, with work these days. Uh, is everything going all right? Oh, things are going fine. The mill's going well, same as the men working there. Uh, yeah, it's been keeping me busy as it does, but, uh, it's rewarding work. All right. Well, you know, um, as long as you aren't running yourself too ragged, cause I, I know you're, you're working two jobs. Yep. Uh, it, uh, like I said, it keeps me busy, but, uh, I don't mind the, um, well, it does tire me out. No mistake about that, but being able to help people and keep the city safe is what makes it worth it. All right. Well, uh, as, as long as things are going up, I guess. Um, all right. And, uh, you know, she'll, uh, you know, pay for your flapjacks and, uh, hmm. You know, you the two of you will meet up again in a in a, in a few weeks. Okay. Um. Everything's going all right with her, though, or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. She's just you know checking in on her little brother. Mm, totally. Yeah. So, um, in this moment of quiet, the hero has time to recover their wound. Uh, if the hero has any any injuries, uh, the villain needs to remove them. Okay. Uh. All right. So I'm back up to full health. Yeah, uh, and for uh, for you, Chris, uh, what do you take away from the meeting? How does this help center you? How does it help remind you about why you wear the mask? Uh, basically, um, knowing that there's somebody in my life who you know cares about me personally does a lot to you know remind me that whatever it is I'm going through, you know, I'm not in this alone. Even if there's nobody else who can really fight on my level. At the same time, it's good to know that, you know, um, I actually have somebody who genuinely cares about me, unlike uh, some of the villains I'm fighting. All right. Okay. New card. Okay, so uh, the ten of uh, of clubs. So we're we're still in the uh, in the city center, um, but probably somewhere new. What, what do you think, Jonathan? Do we do we introduce a new location? Yeah, I think so. I think it's about time. All right, so we know that there's a bank here. We know that the Greasy Spoon is here in downtown and that City Hall. What what else is there? What's another important place? I think it, uh, so. We uh, talked a little bit about this being like a center of commerce as well. Like there's stores and stuff, right? So I think what is more American than having an enormous four-story shopping mall <laughs> right near the center of town? You know, City Hall may be the beating heart, but this is really the uh, like the the liver or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's even bigger. It's 
bigger than the heart. It's got more stuff going on. Almost yep. the same amount of blood moves through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But it's kind of right. packy at the same time. Yeah. All right. So, so what is the name of this mall, though? I mean, Liberty. Oh, something Memorial Mall. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. This is where my uh, kind of. Uh, unfortunate ignorance of the, our own mythos falls <laughs> a little short. Is there yeah. like a historical character that we could name this after? No, um, I mean we've kind of left that area a little blank. So let's we let's let's create a superhero name and name it after them. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. How about this? <laughs> the Uncle Sam Memorial Mall. <laughs> we don't have to use that. I was just trying to think of a, what superhero would be emblematic of New America. Mm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of other sort of folk heroes like the Paul Johnny Bunyan. Appleseed Memorial Mall. Oh, Paul yes. Bunyan! Oh, the Bunyan Memorial Mall. <laughs> yeah. uh, love it. Awesome. Uh, all right, and um, it, you said it was a ten, John. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I put down power plant malfunction. So this is obviously not something that is happening in the downtown core proper, but, uh, well, yeah, probably, um, one of the power plants that the city runs on, whether that's, it's probably not hydroelectric because it's all lowlands. So it probably would be something like nuclear power or wind power and something is going horribly wrong. I mean, you know, when, whenever a power grid, depending on what kind of outage it, what could be, it could have been like an, an overload, right? Like, oh you know, you yeah, get like um, transformer boxes exploding. There could be a fire in the mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's go. With, let's say it's not happening in the mall proper, but it is like you know something happened at the power plant. It's caused one of those like mass blackouts. So there's just you know like general chaos in the streets as people are like, what the hell just happened? You know, like traffic lights suddenly turning off. I mean, you, you know what happens when when the mall runs out of power, right? Ah, yes, <laughs> looting. Yep. So someone's uh, got to maintain the peace. Yeah. So you are no longer injured. Uh, so you get to roll one whole die. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see what happens. Uh, unfortunately, it's not great. One. Okay. You stop the threat, but despite your best efforts, you can't save everyone. Lose someone. How do you eventually manage to scrape by and stop the threat? Who can't you save? Um. <sighs> Okay, um... So this is a bit much to lose someone. I would probably say it's more along the lines of, like, you can't, like, you managed to get the situation under control, but I'm imagining yeah. that the, um, the mall is still pretty, like, you know, not exactly gutted, but there's a lot of lost property by the end of this. No, nope, yeah. nope, that's collateral damage. That's Chris gets that option on on two to three. Somebody, oh. he gets, yeah, he loses. So Someone is, is either injured or... Um, uh. <laughs> I'm just thinking about okay um, so yeah basically he is able to um, stop the rioting by basically um, telling people off and you know stopping um, people from you know uh, breaking windows and stuff but I'm gonna say that during the looting of this mall um, basically uh He's tied up with some folks, and uh, basically two guys who are carrying out this massive flat-screen TV lose control of it. It falls off the side of a balcony, 
plummets two stories and uh, uh, basically squishes somebody down on the bottom floor of the mall. All right. So, okay. Yeah, uh, you lose. Yeah. Wh- who's this person who 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 dies because uh, because John Sampson couldn't get there in time? Um. Hmm. Does it have uh, any existing characters, or can it be um, other things? We can write in a new character, but the, they need to have a name. Okay. Because um, uh, Chris has to record who who dot who, who he failed to save in, in the journal. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think of. Uh. Yeah. Again, I'm trying to think of somebody who it would like. If this was any other kind of situation, like the hurricane or the landslide or stuff, it would be more serious. But I don't know. There's just something about a riot that, or you know, at a mall that just lends itself to. If comedy. we want, if we want to have it a bit more tinge of realism, it could just be like some a stampede started and then someone got okay. crushed underfoot. Or, Honestly, or maybe like the like maybe uh, an elevator failed and someone, you know. Ooh. Okay, uh, yeah, somebody, um, had a panic attack and a heart attack in the elevator. Alright, so, so, who, who are they? What, what's their name? Um, I will say that, uh, their name is, uh, yeah, Franklin. And, uh, is, uh, yeah, basically a middle-aged man with, uh, family and also a heart condition that has plagued him his whole life, and... Basically, a whole bunch of unfortunate uh, coincidences occurred, and he was a person that John uh, couldn't get to in time. All right. Okay. Uh, the card I drew next was the Jack of Club. Jack huh. of Clubs. Somewhere peaceful. Hmm. All right. Remind me what. Um... All right. Hmm. So. Um. So describe. So the hero encounters someone in need, someone who can help them on their journey to defeat the villain, but who needs something from the hero first. Um, so we are, so me and Jonathan are going to create an ally that needs a strong arm to fight at their side. Um, and they're meeting in a peaceful place to ask for a favor. Yeah. So, so this is someone. <laughs> Yeah, this is interesting. I kind of like the idea that we're doing these all like chronologically, and maybe this could be like a month or two after the whole mall event. And John Sampson's been keeping kind of like a low profile, not because he's like yeah. mostly just out of sh- his own like shame, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, it's and- like, even though like he had a 99% success rate, that 1% is really getting to him. Yeah, well, he really does like care, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's earnest. Uh, like nauseatingly earnest and this is a friend someone who's like come to him in confidence and is like hey I need you to like don the mantle again uh, for me you know mm-hmm. trying to and it's gonna like build his confidence back up mm-hmm. classic oh, classic redemption arc yep yeah um okay how do we like the name of Jace Alexander <laughs> sure Sure. Jason Alexander. Your gold, Samson! Gold! So. Um, um, okay, so I kind of like the idea that Samson represents industry, and we already have, like, a region of this um, American town 
to, that represents industry. So maybe Jason could rep represent another region. Like maybe he's like represents the land, you know, like he's the okay. park guy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, he's uh, his suit is clubbed, so he would be someone for the uh, for the um, like for the downtown. Uh, and he. Oh, he, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah, and he needs help from uh, from Samson because uh, you know. Like Samson is really the the hero of the of the industrial areas. Uh, it's where he can like really cut loose with a giant train mech. <laughs> um, but I, I in, in this one case, uh, this guy uh, he needs he needs help. Um, right. Yeah. Um, and, and he's an ally. So maybe maybe this is another hero in the city. Yeah, I like that. So. Um, yeah, and he works kind of the streets area, um, so he he's a little bit more like uh, maybe quick and lithe, a little bit more like because you you know he he's navigating between these like tall buildings and um, you know through the back alleys where where shady things might be happening, um, like maybe kind of like a Batman type character. Yes, but more American, the Eagle. Ooh. Soaring from building to building. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and the the eagle need, needs uh, uh, needs John Samson. Uh, does he need John Samson or does he need Steam Driver? I I, I guess is the question. Um, I feel like if this is uh, another version of the Batman, like uh, Batman can do anything a normal person can do, but I feel like this is a situation for which he needs a walking train. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah. I I think it's uh it's something like he he knows that there's another crime that's gonna be going down soon. Like maybe maybe somebody else is trying to trying to attack that bank that uh that red scare uh went after. Um, but this time uh he he needs someone big and bulletproof to to kind of like appear outside of it so that he can uh and. and like not even fight the the villains, but like protect the people, mm. which I think I think is very much um, uh, like the the steam driver way, right? Yeah, like a, absolutely. And it's also kind of a, a like a redemption for uh for for failing to save uh save that man, Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. great. Great. Right. So yeah, I'm guessing that this robbery is in progress when the eagle contacts uh steam driver and basically tells him that he needs his help no i think this is a, a one that he knows is coming so that steam uh, driver has time to get his mech into position beforehand yeah um all right so um so for the villain in this moment of quiet the hero has time to cover their wounds so if the hero has any injuries remove them uh they no longer apply however the threat outside continues to build describe tension slowly building in the air so Eagle knows this robbery is happening. And he while he knows that the robbery is happening, all of this stuff happening like really quickly, like um the the power outage, um the uh, the power outage, Mac suddenly like making his presence very well known. Like there's clearly something going on here. There's some bigger plan in motion. But Eagle doesn't have all of the pieces to put together, and neither does Steam Driver. So you know there's some sort of bigger conspiracy going on, 
but you just can't figure out what. But that does make you very nervous. Hmm. All right. Okay. So, uh, Chris, describe uh, how you give the eagle uh, what he needs and earn his trust. Okay. Um, I will say that as this robbery is going on, and just double check, who are the villains that are robbing this bank? Uh, Harry, who are the villains that are robbing this bank? They are hired goons. You can tell they're hired goons, and they're at least professional enough to know, like, they're very professional from what you can tell. Clearly, hmm. somebody has put in good money to hire them to do this. Yeah. Um, but they don't give up who they've been hired by. And right, even right. with, you know, inter- and even, like, doing so, they basically say, like, it won't help you. We were contacted through cutouts. Like, you know, no. we don't know anything more than what we were paid to do. Totally. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, yeah, I will say that they have people hostage, and as, uh, negotiations with the police start getting really tense, and, uh, the Eagle knows that he can't go in and start doing his work until, um, you know, the hostages are taken care of, that's when, uh, Steam Driver, uh, Kool-Aid Man's through the wall, and basically comes to a yeah a sliding stop between the hostages and the gunman and ensures that basically yeah everybody is protected before uh eagle goes in and starts uh, taking guys out all right so um as you adventure you'll come across more people who can rise to the occasion and help you overcome the main threats you face in the city you can invoke these people in one of two ways. If the villain uh, rolls a one uh, for your attempt to overcome a threat uh, that matches the suit of this ally, uh, treat the result as a four or f- uh, or five as they come to your aid. Uh, if there is a person in power opposing your efforts whose suit matches your allies, you may choose to sacrifice that ally to take down the person in power of their nature, your journal. Okay, so... Well, if anything else happens in downtown now... Uh, it's at least gonna be bit better odds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I'll, I, I've put that out to the side so that I remember that we have it out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and now we are at the Four of Diamonds. Four of Diamonds. Alright, so we're in the Industrial District again. Um, uh, w- where do you think we are, uh, Yana? Hmm. Well, you know, we've talked about the docks, but we haven't actually seen the docks yet. So let's say there. Okay. All right. So we are at the dock. Um, adding. All right. So um, I, I think that uh, what it is, is this is, um, I think what we see is we see uh, John Sampson like sneaking around the docks looking for evidence of, uh, of wrongdoing uh, by... Uh, uh, by Michael Max Sullivan's uh, people here. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. it works. Cool. Alright, so um, so yeah, you're just kind of like sneaking around, looking around, trying to find uh, some sort of evidence, and uh, what what does he... What happened, Harry? Uh, goons are up to something. Well, so I'm gonna say... On point. You, yes, very on point. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna say that as you're sneaking around... You come across a bunch of guys, um, like, offloading stuff off of a ship. But mm. the thing is, is that you can immediately tell, like, one of the crates is, like, a jar. And you see that they're sort of, like, illegally bringing weapons in. 
Oh boy. And obviously that's not going to slide very well. Okay. Um, this is in the industrial district. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm going to say that because I'm in my element, I do have a gadget that lets me sort of summon the train to my location in that it locks onto my signal so long as I'm into the industrial district and basically drives itself to my location. Okay. Ah, yes, the autopilot. Yeah. Exactly. So but, I'm gonna... um, but Harry, you know who also uh, is active in, in, in the uh, in the district? Good old Max Sullivan. And so, if I'm reading this correctly, I reduced the number of dice rolled by one. Correct? Yeah. And and explain how how uh, how Max is how uh, Michael Max Sullivan is uh, is uh, you know interfering somehow. Um. So I'm going to say that Max interference extends to the fact that he knows the dock that because he basically owns the docks, this ship is in a very awkward location for your uh, suit to get to you in that it's very out of the way. Like it's uh, like it's very much isolated and it's surrounded by like cargo containers in such a way that makes it very difficult for the suit to get to you without causing a lot of collateral damage. So I imagine rather than charging in as you had thought, you're having to like figure out how to carefully maneuver your suit into position, which uh, gives them time, unfortunately, to sort of, you know, disappear with some of the um, the goods. Mm. All right. Uh, so, right. Uh, so Chris only rolls two. Yes. Dice. And Chris, you get a three. You manage to stop the threat, but it's messy. How do you stop the threat? What goes wrong along the way? Either take an injury or cause collateral damage. Okay, so just to check, um, basically, this guy—how is he interfering exactly? He has—he's basically set up the ship in such a way that there's no easy point of ingress for your suit. So, mm. like, because it's surrounded by like cargo containers. Okay, um, I am gonna say that. Um, I'm able to get the suit in there, and yeah, the fight goes on, but there is a, yeah, a lot of property damage, and one of the warehouses containing the stuff is destroyed, meaning that, um, the evidence that I need to take these guys down is insufficient. Alright, that sounds like collateral damage. Alright, so I'll discard the top card of the deck. Ah, that's what that does. Do we get to know what it is, or is that just like a, a raw discard? Um, I'm, I'll tell you, it's uh, it lost the the Queen of Spades, so uh, that would have been uh, a scene with someone connected to the hero's origin. Ah, so. now we'll never know. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next scene is the Five of Hearts. Five of Hearts. All right. So, uh, for the first time ever, we're going into the suburbs. Oh, boy. Mm. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, So, the suburbs uh, are, uh, like, also, like, they aren't, like, exactly um, in uh, your, um, in Steam Driver's wheelhouse, but uh, the the wider streets, the nice, uh, the less uh, crowded buildings uh, gives you actually some room to move even if it is a, a, a touch more dangerous. There are also some, you know, parks that you can 
clomp through. Um, yep. Uh, I'm going low speed the whole time because, you know, with so many kids running around and, you know, people walking their dogs and stuff, basically, yeah, um, I'm... Yeah, he's walking on eggshells pretty much the entire time he's in the suit. Okay, so, um... I feel like uh, you are are kind of um, uh, may, maybe you, you you bring the suit out to, to to one of the to the local high school to you know cheer on the the local football team. Sure. Uh, you know, get the, the give those kids a little bit of motivation. And, and what happened, Terry? Uh, red scare attacks. So I'm gonna say uh, he has shown up to destroy the school because clearly it is indoctrinated with communist propaganda about teaching kids about things like the welfare state and to be kind to one another. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, right. literally everything is communist to this guy. Oh, yeah. That's the reason why you call him the Red Scare. It pisses him off so much. Yep. All right. Uh, and I believe I rolled two dice for this, John? Uh, yep. That's going to be two a two-dime one. Uh, so that is a four altogether. Uh, you rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? Okay, um, I'm gonna say that, um, I fight the Red Scare, subdue him, and, um, basically, because this is at the football game, uh, the finishing blow is me, basically, he's lost enough energy that he can no longer use his powers, um, I pick him up in one hand, toss him into the air, then I pretty much soccer ball kick him through the goalposts uh, to the, you know, to the cheer of the uh, crowd nearby. Touchdown! Exactly. Point conversion at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Field goal. Yeah. The marching band plays. Everyone has a good time. All right. So do you think you saved anyone in particular there, Chris? Um... I'm gonna say that he took the lead quarterback hostage during this because, uh, yeah, if this place is gonna be indoctrinating its students, then uh, basically uh, the head quarterback of the home team is and they have to assemble. So I'm gonna say that the name of the lead quarterback is uh, Nathan Foster. Okay, Nathan Foster, lead quarterback. Okay, so our next area is once again in the suburb. Um, okay, so um, so Jonathan, wh wh what's the other, what's another place in the suburbs? You think uh, something? Yeah, we, <clears throat> we were just at the high school. What's another like, hmm, a linchpin of the suburbs? The <sighs> I want to say like the baseball diamond, but we were just at a at a. a football place at high school so hmm. uh if, if it helps uh since we've seen eight before we know that that rail baron is going to show up for a fight mm. Ooh, oh uh, what about the dog park <laughs> sure yeah so oh okay here's my question does uh john samson have a dog and is he walking that dog in the dog park i would say mm. yeah it would be a very american thing to have a dog absolutely and yeah, John Golden Retriever, obviously. Yep. Obviously, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're just walking your Golden Retriever. What's it? What's his name? Ooh. Um. Huh. Uh. I'm gonna say. Um. Dang. Now. Now I'm hitting writer's block. Uh. 
What would he name his dog? Uh, something, uh... <laughs> what if he just named his dog Flapjacks? Sure. Love it. Yeah, no, that totally works. He's a simple yep. man. He knows what he likes. Uh-huh. All right. Named, it after the whole, named him after his favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah. All right. So, uh, your wa- so, so John Sampson out walking Flapjacks when suddenly... You hear a loud thump behind you, and you suddenly hear, Samson! You didn't <laughs> think you'd seen the last of me, did you? Question, is the real Baron also walking his dog? <laughs> like, is you know this what? just a chance encounter? Like, he saw he saw John from across the field, he was like, oh, that fucking guy. <laughs> you know what? And That's funnier? Yes, that is exactly what happened. Question. You've got time to like look, you lock eyes, and immediately John's just like, oh no, not again. First question. Walking towards you. Are uh, we walking the dogs while in our suits? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Say no. How would that even work? <laughs> Very long leashes. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're out of our costumes, alright. Yeah, no, and uh, he comes charging after you. And he's basically like, You may have defeated me last time, but out of your suit, you're powerless against Rail Baron! As he ties what? his dog to one of the nearby posts <laughs> and proceeds to try and engage you in a fight. Harry, I need to ask. I need to. What kind of a dog does Rail Baron have? Uh, I want to say it's bulldog. some sort of... Sorry? English Bulldog. Oh yeah, that's it. English Bulldog. Okay. All so right. he, like, ties uh, the dog to the fence, and he's like, okay, precious, daddy's going to be a bit, but don't worry, I'll be right back. Yes! <laughs> okay, and I just uh, tie up my dog as well, uh, and yeah, so, and then uh, just sighing, I just engage him in a fist fight. All right, so that's, uh, that's two dice. Let's see what happens. Uh, you got a five, so... You rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? <laughs> this Which I assume is just like defending yourself. Uh, I mean, I, I just defend myself and I stop this guy from assaulting me and I just use the extra leash I have and I just tie him up to a bench and I call the cops. Okay, here's a question. <laughs> People in the town generally know that John Samson is, <laughs> like, they know your alter ego, right? But yeah, people don't know the Rail Baron's alter ego, I'm assuming. Otherwise, he wouldn't be a very good supervillain. So to, to most everyone else around you, it just looks like you're fucking beating up a guy. Yeah, like some guy no. just started picking a fight with you and you just had to, like, yeah. grudgingly defend yourself. Exactly. Like, I'm not even trying to hurt him. I basically just pin his arms behind his back and then tie him to a nearby bench, ensuring that he's tied up securely before I get my phone out and I call the cops. It's just like struggling against the bench. It's like, oh, you may have won this day, but I'll be back. Yes, you aware of it. Also, your dog just made number two. Uh, I, uh, my bags are in my pocket. I can't reach them. Would you, could you, could you be so kind? And so, yeah, um, because like, he's already... This is the great uh, moment of heroism, right? <laughs> this is the ultimate humility. Like, I know for a fact, he seems to be a responsible pet owner. I'm guessing that he wouldn't want to, you know, be docked for refusing to pick up after his dog. So I'm at least going to do give him that dignity. I am a hero. 
Yes, that's the great moment of heroism. I do agree with Jonathan. That's the great moment of heroism. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. So, like, um, I'm get even though he may hate my guts, at the very least, I do. You know, he at least respects the fact that I did that for him. Yes, the begrudging rival respect. Exactly. All right. Uh, I think that wraps up that one. Unless there's uh, somebody you want to meet in the the process of doing this. I imagine it's less saving someone and more like or, someone's just like, wow, I was a, I was, you're pretty good. That guy just came no, at you. No, no, I got it. I got it. Um, because, um, you know, the whole thing with the cops also means that, you know, um, he has his dog there and stuff. <laughs> Real Baron calls his wife to pick up the dog. Oh, sure. Poor guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. But I, I don't think that this counts as you saving someone. The only person you saved was yourself, so I think... <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um, all right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.